powered by the number one REMAX real estate company in the world, Gold Nation. The Juggernaut Podcast is dedicated to helping real estate professionals and beyond become an unstoppable force, a juggernaut. We believe when the real estate professional thrives, everybody wins. Release the third Wednesday of every month. Each episode will leave you inspired, energized, and ready to be unstoppable. Want to learn more about the Juggernaut Podcast? Go to www.juggernautpodcast.com. Here's your hosts, Stephanie Flood and Anthony James. Hello and welcome back to the Juggernaut Podcast. It's a new year. 2022 is here. My name is Anthony James and I'm joined today with uh, co-host Stephanie Flood. How are you today, Stephanie? I'm great and I can't believe that we are kicking off season three of the Juggernaut Podcast today. Yes, season three is here. Ladies and gentlemen, strap on your seatbelts. We're going to have a lot of fun today uh, with a very special guest. So Stephanie, I'm going to let you do the honors. Why don't you go ahead and kind of tee up our conversation with Lori Thiel. I am so looking forward to talking to our special guest today. So we have Lori Thiel. Many of you may know Lori as, of course, she is our president and partner at REMAX Equity Group in the Pacific Northwest. But today is our chance to get to know her a little better. So Lori, I want to get started. Obviously, I think your Pacific Northwest audience knows you pretty well, but much of the rest of Gold Nation hasn't had a chance to get to know you can you share a little bit of your background, kind of how you joined REMAX Equity Group to uh, where you are now? Well, thank you, Stephanie and Anthony, for having me on the first podcast of 2022. It's very exciting to be here. And my real estate journey started with REMAX and Associates, a small real estate office located in Swallowson, Oregon, up here in the Pacific Northwest. And my husband and I had moved to the area. I knew real estate was what I wanted to do. And I was in the process of getting my license and basically interviewing at offices in the area. And I met this amazing couple, Ron and Judy Jennings, who owned and operated the office. And they were just, you know how you meet those people in your life, and you know, they're going to be impactful. So I told Ron when I met with him, I'd be interested in, you know, an office position or an assistant position while I was studying for my license. And as luck would have it, <laughs> their receptionist gave them notice like three days later. So I started in the office as a receptionist and studied for my test and then was an assistant to one of the agents. And that relationship was short. Um, because she decided to move out of the area. And then Ron and Judy asked me to work with them. So as I got my license, um, I started working with them on their team and, you know, got to know Remax and how all things operate. Yeah, Lori, I, I love that story. And I, I want you to spend a little time, if you would, just kind of talking about, you know, your experience as an agent, and then ultimately that transition into leadership, what drew you into leadership? And how has it been different for you? And what have you learned along that transition in the journey into leadership? Oh, wow. So I think I've always been a team player. I love working with others. That was probably one of the things that drew me to real estate was that you, you any person, you know, you have the ability and you're working with so many different people through each and every transaction. And the idea that you had um, 
the ability to control your own destiny, <laughs> so to speak. So with Ron and Judy, it was helping them lead their team, you know, running the office, hiring buyer's agents. Um, and this was back in the early 90s when teams weren't even really the mainstream of real estate. So I think it was through their leadership, their mentoring of me, seeing them operate an office. Um, you know, they decided to sell their business to Equity Group and then Equity Group became Remax. So we went full circle and we've been Remax Equity Group ever since. And in that process, stepping out in my own sales journey and not being with the team, I felt the need to give back. So I would teach classes in the office. I was one of the first agents in our Lake Oswego office to teach how to do real estate in a paperless environment. So using your iPad out on transactions and showing property, it seemed so novel at the time. And look at where we are today. <laughs> kind of crazy. So I just, I love giving back to people, showing people how to do um, whatever job they're trying to do with more efficiency and streamline and have fun. Just have a great time with it. So I think those in our company saw my involvement. And they invested in me. So it was our president at the time, Russ Newcomer, and our office manager, Alan Merwine, said, you know, we see some leadership potential in you, and we'd like to put you into this year-long uh, Lionheart Leadership Program. And it was through that year-long discovery that I 100% said, you know, I really would like to be in leadership. And told Russ and Alan that I would love to be the leader of the Lake Oswego office. And honestly, I didn't think in a million years that would ever be the first opportunity I would get. And um, it just transpired that way. Alan moved up into the president leadership and they offered me the role of managing the Lake Oswego office, um, one of our flagship branches in the company. And from there, it <laughs> I don't even... It's funny. I don't even know how it progressed so quickly to um, the opportunity to be the president of the company. And then just early in 2021, the opportunity to become a part owner and join Gold Nation. It all just progressed so quickly. Yeah, I, I could see how that would kind of fly by. I, I have to share something with you, Lori, and, and I don't know if our listeners know this. But I started with our company as an admin receptionist in one of our branches 25 years ago. So I, I love that that we have that in common of kind of starting at that same place and then staying with the company and that longevity and the growth within the organization. You know, that is really cool. I acknowledge that too, Stephanie, when we first met virtually. I don't think we've actually met in person. Um, and it was I think that's what the Remax brand is about. It's that loyalty and commitment, and there's always opportunities to grow. Um, I had so many mentors along the way, um, you know, and those mentors just show you the path and show you how to stay focused and, you know, look to your strengths and give those to others in your community, whether it's your office community, your you know, city and state that you live in, your family community, just giving it. And now it's the Gold Nation community. Giving back to that community is amazing. It is. It feels very, very good. I, I totally relate to that. As we talk about your leadership journey over 
that long period of time from starting back in the small office to where you are now. I'm curious how your experience in leadership, how that's affected your life and your outlook, so to speak. How has that changed you? That's a great question, Stephanie. And I think, I like to think it's made me a better person. I know it's made me a better mom. It's helped me be a better partner to my husband. It has, I have a positive outlook on life. So it's increased that because I think about, like we just talked about, that we started as, I started as, you started as administrative assistants in our offices and that you have the ability to achieve whatever your goals are based on hard work and doing the right things for the right reasons. And so it's, it's increased my positivity, I guess, of the world in that um, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Now, I never thought as a receptionist I'd be an owner of a brokerage. That was not the dream 30 years ago, but I'm certainly glad it's ended up where it has. And I think it's um, hopefully given um, a positive outlook for others. I think it's interesting. I didn't see um, th- that my stepping into the president role at REMAX Equity Group as a female leader, um, I was just a strong person and wanted to help our company, the company I'd been a, you know, a part of for so long, just move into the next generation. And how many other female leaders reached out and how inspiring and motivational that was to others, I was surprised by that. But I understand it more so today than I did, you know, five years ago. So I think it's increased my positivity. It's made me a better person. And hopefully it's impacted the lives of everyone I meet each day. Lori, I'm absolutely just loving this conversation right now and kind of hearing your perspective on how you approach leadership and how, you know, your journey has impacted you personally, professionally. There's there's so much there. And I'm just reminded of this great organization called Gold Nation. And, you know, one of the things that uh, that we have launched in recent months is uh, Gold Nation Reels, where we're keeping the real in real estate. And I love listening to those episodes and just seeing the authentic leadership, the people behind the scenes that are serving and supporting this organization on a daily basis. And I believe that that is truly one of our strengths. And I've loved over the last nine years of my leadership journey, watching the new people come in, uh, yourself in the Pacific Northwest, Keith Myers down south, and many others that have come into this incredible organization. And it's these amazing people in the leadership like yourself that I believe makes us different. We have such an amazing company, and it's just nice to kind of hear how you're approaching leadership and you're part of the organization, Lori. So thank you for sharing, number one. And I wanted to kind of, you know, keep this conversation going specific to your leadership. And I'm kind of looking for maybe a moment in time in your journey, maybe there's been several moments, but what, what is there a moment that really stands out to you that was like an aha moment where you just like, you know, something really clicked in your leadership and really impacted you in how, in, in into who you have become today as a leader for Gold Nation? Well, as I mentioned before, I went through a year long leadership uh, program and it was different than most 
I think what most people would think a leadership program is. Maybe most people think a leadership program is something that, you know, teaches you how to read the data and, you know, create strategy. And it was some of that, but it was really leading from the heart. And it was during one of our self-reflections and what our goals were. And that when leading from the heart, my heart was telling me that I needed to be in a more visible position to affect change in our company and our industry. And it was supported by the others in the group. But when I say that, what it's done is it also connected me to Gold Nation because our alignment is so incredible because I think, like you just said, we have so many amazing leaders. And what makes us different is I do think we're all leading from the heart. We're not doing it to fill our pockets or, you know, those types of reasons. We're doing it because we really, truly want to make others around us better. We want the agents in our network to have the life that they're trying to create, you know, whether that's, um, we all know it's more money, not more money, it's more time and more money to afford the things in our life we're going for, whether it's paying for kids' college or the second home or, you know, that baseball scholarship that you're trying to fund. It's giving back to our Children's Miracle Network. I just know that we're all doing it for the right reasons. And so it was, that was one of the moments you're right, Anthony. There's so many moments along the way that if you just listen, to your heart, it will tell you what the direction you need to go in. And that, that's my guiding uh, center. That's so powerful what you just said of just listening to your heart and really just making it that simple that, that we know what we should be doing, but that you've been able to follow your heart and follow what you set out as a goal all those years ago. And, and, I, I dare say it has worked out. Look look where you are now by doing things that way. That's just so powerful for us to kind of pause and, and reflect and see how that has worked out so incredibly well. I, I love that we are talking about not only thinking with our heart and leading with our heart, but Laura, you have this theme going through everything that you keep saying, which really resonates with me. You keep talking about leadership as giving back and how you're able to give back to others. And I, I really like that perspective and that view of leadership. Can you talk to us a little bit? I know that you've obviously been involved in a number of charitable uh, groups and organizations and given back time, but can you talk to us about how you look at giving back and how that's a big part of who you are? Sure. That's a, a very important part of our just being human beings, I think, and it started early for me. I was always um, active as a kid and being involved in different organizations. And I always loved, like most kids, always loved animals. So, you know, giving back to our local animal shelters, because I thought, you know, what I thought when I was going to, what I was going to be when I grew up was a veterinarian. Probably, you know, click that off as what most young girls thought they could be when they grew up. And so... I spent a lot of time with animals at our local shelters in Southern Oregon where I grew up. And as I, you know, I, I was a Girl Scout. I was in the symphony. I participated. I was like our class president. So those are all acts of service 
to one degree or another, Girl Scouts probably influenced my giving back to the community at a very impressionable age. And then, you know, progress forward when I had children, it was giving back to the school, you know, being actively involved and raising money and participating in the classrooms. Um, my husband and I are avid car collectors and so uh, started a car club in our local town that we live in in Sherwood and you know volunteered for that and our main purpose of that organization is one be with other car lovers but also to raise money to give back to our community um, so we were always doing when we would do car shows we would do fundraisers so that we could give back to um, the Sherwood community and then um, in real estate, the Realtor Association. As I mentioned, Ron Jennings in the beginning, he, he was the president of the Washington County Association of Realtors when I met him and his wife. And he instilled that give back to your industry because it gives us so much. So I've been, gosh, actively involved in our local association, our state association, now the National Association of Realtors. So I think it's just really important to wherever you are in your life and it fits in to um, give your time and or your dollars, whatever you have the most of or the ability to give to others. That's awesome. Uh, Lori, I'm going to just quickly kind of shift gears and kind of, you know, change the conversation slightly. I'd, I'd love for you to uh, share with our audience today, you know, how you have been leading through the last nearly two years of the pandemic and the challenges that that has brought uh, to our society and certainly our industry as well. And so something you mentioned earlier, right, was that you really lead from the heart and you've maintained this positive outlook. So I'd love for you to just kind of share, you know, how are you doing that through the pandemic and, and what are you experiencing in your part of the world? Well, wow, that's a loaded question because the two years, I think everyone would agree it seemed maybe like four or five years. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I really looked at it. Um, we didn't know what we were headed into, but what I knew was we needed to stay connected because um, being disconnected, meaning, you know, being at home was a change for so many of us and then losing that human connection. So like gold nation, as I've learned, we went into um, active communication. So I'm a, I'm an avid video. Um, I send videos to our agents all the time. So during COVID or pandemic, it was at least three videos a week of just reassuring them that here's what we're working on. Here's how we can help you. You know, let's talk about mental health because we're all, you know, going through this together. So it was really about communication and connecting to our agents, our family, our friends as much as we could, even though we couldn't physically be with them. Because like we've said earlier, we are all about being real in real estate. And that real means people and it means coming together and community. And we, the you know, pandemic disconnected us. So the one way we knew we could stay connected was through communication. So, you know, leveling up our communication, leveling up our education opportunities, um, 
really talking about what was going on in the market because we were all unsure of how it was going to affect the real estate market. Now, thankfully, we, you know, we were in the positive receiving end of pandemic as far as real estate goes, but that in itself caused um, frustration or concern for a lot of our agents. So just trying to meet them where they were at and be available for those conversations. It's, it's such a relatable thing for all of us having been through that apart together is, is kind of how I look at that period of time that's still trying to stay connected, but doing it in new ways, right? Yes, absolutely. So with your years of leadership and experience and all of the things that you have done, I, I always like to ask because I'm always looking for, for something new. Do you have a favorite book or an author or something that inspires you leadership-wise that you, that you could share with our audience? Well, I have several. So I'm, as I'm standing here in my home office, I'm looking at my stacks of books and I'm kind of a, I read and I love Audible at the same time and I love podcasts. So probably one of my favorites is Brene Brown. The Dare to Lead book was very impactful for me. I've recently read her Gifts of Imperfection and it just, it really talks about that vulnerability and leading from the heart. Um, another one of my favorite leadership um, influencers in the book and podcast world is, and I'll probably say his name totally incorrectly, even though I hear it all the time, Patrick Lincioni. Um, that it's very impactful for me. And I, like I said, I, I listen to podcasts, I read books. Um, there's not a day that goes by that I don't fill myself up so that I can then give to others. So Lori, I got to ask this question, you know, what, um, what has been maybe a, a challenge that you have experienced in the recent years and how have you overcome that? So I'm hearing you talk about, you know, listening to podcasts and, and reading books. Does that fill your cup because of course as a servant minded leader which you've kind of talked about you're constantly you know pouring out and giving and and serving others and so it's important that we also you know refuel ourselves and fill our cups up so how do you do that when you're faced with challenges mm, that's a great question anthony so i think what fills my cup the most is my family and so connecting with my family um we are we, my husband, my two girls, and our extended family that we have here in the Pacific Northwest are highly connected. So making sure that I am, you know, getting together and talking and being with them just really regrounds me and helps me disconnect a little bit from the working world, if you will. So that's first. Um, yes, the audiobooks, the podcasts, the reading the books helps build my confidence. It would be unfair for me to say if we all didn't lack some confidence at times. So I think for me, it's that internal voice and overcoming maybe some not so positive self-talk. And I think that's where the books or podcasts really help me see my value and move forward so that then I can give to others in a really positive way. I, I appreciate your being vulnerable with us to share that because I think we all go through that of the self-doubt and that voice and trying to find ways to talk ourselves out of it. 
it it's just it's nice knowing that of course we're not alone in having that voice that sometimes makes us question what we're doing. Yes, I think that that's a good voice though as well. So even though it can sound maybe not as positive and question what we're doing, but by questioning what we're doing, we also then look at all things and we we surround ourselves with people who are some people like to say they're smarter than we are. They, they, but for me, we surround ourselves with people who have maybe the skill set that I'm not the strongest in. So acknowledging that we can't be 100% great at everything, but make sure you've got people around you that, that, you know, what do we call it? Shore up your weaknesses and then we can all be super strong together. I love that. So, my last question that I want to ask you is that as a, a female leader who is established and, and looked up to by many, what advice might you give a young leader or somebody who is just coming up and wants to learn about leadership, wants to find ways to give back? I would say my best advice is, you know, make a call, send a text, shoot them a video, ask those that you respect and inspire you to meet for coffee, spend, you know, some time getting to know them and their story, ask what worked for them. Um, you know, I am here because of all of the mentors along the way. There were so many that were willing to share what was working for them. And I think as a female leader, it's important to talk to other female leaders, but it's also important to get the perspective of all of those that, that lead and inspire you. So the best advice is, you know, spend time talking to those who you see the path that maybe you want to go on. And um, the other pieces believe in yourself and work hard. So I guess that's three things. <laughs> Look for mentors, believe in yourself. And it, you don't get anywhere without putting in the work. So you just really have to, you know, uh, put in the hard work each and every day. I totally agree with that, Lori. Well said. And thank you so much for joining us here today and kind of sharing some thoughts. I, I'd love for you to have, uh, or to share rather, any final thoughts or comments that you might want to leave with our audience. And um, something that's just resonating with me right now is just this idea of confidence, right? When we think about confidence, there's confidence killers, and then there's confidence builders. And I know you've just shared some great ideas on how to build confidence and to find that in ourselves. So what else? What else can you leave with our audience to just inspire them and to make them feel great as we kick off 2022? Well, that's a big ask, Anthony. Um, you know, we just have to pour into each other. There's nothing better to build your confidence than spend time with others and listen and help them achieve their journey or discover what you can do to help in advancing their desires. So whether it's our agents in every office, they all have hopes and dreams. So it's listening, it's connecting, and it's doing what you can to fill their cup. That is probably the biggest confidence builder any of us could do. Yeah, totally agree with that. That is well said. I, uh, I'm just reminded of a coach that I know very closely, and 
he used to talk about when he's coaching his kids that he would, you know, if there was a kid that was kind of in a rut basketball team that he would say, Hey, go give a power pill to someone else to kind of help with your confidence and get you back engaged in the game. So complimenting others, uh, reaching out to others, encouraging others that will oftentimes help fill our cups and give us additional confidence throughout the day. Stephanie flood. What are your thoughts here as we wrap up? This was an inspiring podcast, Lori. I really appreciate you spending some time with us. I am definitely going to be using the words of leading from the heart. I think we all do that, but having it crystallized into that phrase is really important. And I appreciate it today. And I appreciate the inspiration that you do in leading in the Pacific Northwest. So thank you. Well, thank you for having me, and thanks to Gold Nation for welcoming us in the Pacific Northwest so openly to your wonderful community. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lori, and thank you, Gold Nation, for tuning in to another episode of the Juggernaut Podcast. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for joining us and listening to the Juggernaut Podcast. Our vision is truly to inspire our listeners to become an unstoppable force, not only in business, but also in life. To develop that juggernaut mindset that will embrace conflict, overcome adversity, and influence positive impact in the communities we live, work, and serve, it is time to awaken the juggernaut in us all. We look forward to bringing you another inspiring episode next month on the third Wednesday right here on the Juggernaut Podcast. Until then, take care and continue to be unstoppable.